Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome back to How To Be Sound, a podcast about people who are sounder than me, presented by Rosemary McCabe. That's also me. We've had a little bit of a week break between episodes because there were audio conferences on and there was a bit of a guest reschedule. I have some very exciting guests coming up, so I'm hoping that you're going to stick with me throughout our second season. Yeah, I will tell you more about them when I can. I am a one-time journalist and blogger and writer. I'm working in social media at the moment, but I'm also doing a lot of writing on my Patreon and you can support me for as little as, I think like $1 a month if you want. The standard, the standard, the gold standard is $4 a month, which will be about the price of a fancy coffee. So if you feel like supporting me, you can do that at patreon.com slash Rosemary McCabe. Today's episode features Nessa Cronin, owner and, I mean, is it just owner of Vanity Fair Boutique yeah. in Newport, like CEO? No, I'm just the owner. Bo- Do you like like girl boss? No, I hate no, girl I hate boss. That term yeah. As well. yeah. Nessa, thank you so much for taking the time You're to be so with welcome, us. You're so welcome, Rosemary. So I wanted to start by talking about how we first met. Okay. Right. So we had interacted a little bit on social media. Like we a, had. Yeah, a little bit of a chat back and forward. And then you asked me to come in to do one of your what do you call them, like try-on sessions? Try-on sessions, yeah. I mean, I I still haven't thought of a proper name for them really, but yeah, try-on sessions. Okay, so for the uninitiated, what are these try-on sessions and what do they involve and why did you decide to do them? Okay, basically, I ask people who have an Instagram or used to be a Snapchat, started off as a Snapchat following, now an Instagram following, to come in and try on clothes. And I like to have people of different ages, different heights, different sizes, different colour hair, whatever, you know, just to come in and try on a selection of clothes so that my customers and people who follow me can see how the clothes might look like on them if they happen to look like that person. Because so much of advertising and images you get from suppliers and stuff like that are all on either a size 8 to 10 model, who's absolutely stunning and gorgeous and is 5 foot 10 and is fabulous, or for our plus size range, because we cover size 8 to 28 in the shop, so again, for our plus size, and again, that's a term, you know, that's, I don't know hockey, how I feel about, but whatever, yeah, term. but um, for our plus size range, our curvy range, again, the images will all be on a size 16 model, mm-hmm. whereas I have size And sometimes even 12 customers. and 14, Absolutely, to be yeah, fair, plus yeah, size yeah. modeling is mad. It's madness, absolute yeah. madness. So I wanted to, I was trying on clothes myself, but I'm at size 12 to 14. So I was noticing that, you know, my size 18, my size 20 customer would say, that's lovely on you, but I can't judge that on mm. me, you know, and I was saying mm. absolutely fair enough. So I just started asking people. It was also, you know, it wasn't all about the good of the customer. It was also that I was trying to build my own following on yeah. Instagram, you know. So what better way I thought than asking people who had a following to share my page and blah, 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 and come in and try and close. So it's and, been working And who was well. the first person you had in? The first person I had in, well, I suppose it started a couple of years ago on Snapchat and it kind of happened organically in that 
Sinead's curvy style is a model who, well, she's a blogger, but she, when I first met her, she was just modelling. And she was a model that I used to use for my TV work and stuff like that in Ireland AM and things like that. So she was growing as a blogger, let's say, and or an influencer or whatever the term is. And she had a, a, quite a large Snapchat following. So when she would be down in my shop doing a modelling so that I could get photographs on my website... She was showing bits on her Snapchat mm-hmm. and the phone would ring off the hook then. Okay, and I was like, OK, this is there's something in this. So I kind of started on Snapchat then myself and then it grew from her. Then Sinead from The Beautiful Truth. I had kind of been messaging her and she's extremely supportive and lovely person. I don't know why she's so nice to me, but she is. I asked her, would she like to come in for a try on? And it just kind of grew then. Then people that I enjoyed following now, some people have said no to me. A lot of people have said no to me. Um, oh, my God. Can you name any names? I want to know who said no. I'll tell you after. OK. okay. Um, um, but but what what have their reasons been for saying no? That they wouldn't be comfortable. Okay, um, that, And again, regardless of size, wouldn't be comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a size 10 to 12 girl who I'd love to have in. And she just is like, no, it's just I just couldn't. I just okay. couldn't do it. So, you know, yeah, whatever. But it's yeah, not that like... Because basically, I remember when you first asked me to come in and do it, uh-huh. and I remember having a conversation with you where I was kind of going, oh, well, you know, how will it work? Because I was kind of wondering, is it an ad? Am I going to charge you for it? Uh-huh. And I remember you saying, well, I'm happy to give you some outfits or tell me what your rate is yeah, and then we can exactly. chat about that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, have you had anyone come back and go, yeah, it'll be three grand? And you're like, no, thanks. No. Damn it. <laughs> I haven't. But then again, I'm sure there are people that would say that to me, but I haven't asked them. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned that when Sinead came in, the phone was going off the hook. Yeah. What has the general reaction been like to the try on sessions? Great. You know, we sell sell clothes, but it's not just like over the phone instant. I think Sinead, probably because she is a, a fashion blogger and other people that I've asked kind of aren't really fashion bloggers, to be honest. With her, it is kind of more immediate and instant, mm-hmm. whereas with other people, you know, you just see it over a longer stretch of time that people come in and say, oh, I started following you because I saw, you know, you know such mm-hmm. such a person in your shop or, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what the difference with her really, <laughs> but yeah, it, it yeah. was pretty instant. Yeah. So a lot of obviously what you're doing on social media is online in, in the sense that it's on the Internet. Yes. But you don't sell online. No. And why is that? I just don't want to. And I'm stubborn like that. I'm just really stubborn. I know one day I probably will have to. And I probably, I'm cutting off my nose to spite my face because it's just a notion that I got a couple of years ago that I wasn't going to do this and I'm still not going to do this. And I probably should be doing it. Like, I definitely know I would be selling more if I was, particularly because, but through my social media, I don't believe, mm-hmm. it, you know, it would be directly because of social media that if they had to swipe up link thing to click to, I would definitely sell more items, 100%. Yeah. But I just believe it is kind of a soulless way. Like fashion for me is very um, personal and individual and it's not just about a necessity of needing a something to wear. It's, yeah. a, you know, to me, online selling is just soulless, really. And I do believe it's going to... It has brought about the closure of a lot of businesses and I believe it will bring about the closure of a lot more businesses. I don't know if there's a long-term future in Vanity Fair for me. Like, quite honestly, I don't. I don't really think there is. Without going online or even Um, with going online? Even with going online, I think the whole retail, independently owned retail landscape is changing and it's changing very fast. Mm. Um, And it's getting harder and harder and harder. 
And look, you know, I hate to say I'm never going to sell online, but I probably will one day have to. Yeah. I'm just I'm delaying it for as long as I can, you know. And and what is it about the online shopping, I guess, experience or the online shopping industry that you don't like? I don't like the, the fast fashion element of it mainly I don't like the here's the thing you have to have it and you swipe up and you get it I think you definitely buy a lot more than you actually need then if you like we sell over the phone a lot of people say to me you know I don't have time I'm busy I work 60 hours a week you know my weekends I don't want to go shopping I want Mm. to be able to spend with my family and I get that totally or you know I can't phone you because I'm working and you know so I get that it's a lot less convenient for people to have to actually pick up the phone and speak to me but that's just the way I'm happier doing it from now at the moment. I do believe that we all buy and own too much stuff. And, yeah. I, and I believe that online selling creates that kind of mania of, oh, I have to have it. Yeah. You know, like I get so many messages. If, like last night I did a try on session of things and the messages all night were pinging in. Oh, I'll, I'll phone you tomorrow and buy it. Like 10% of the people who said, oh, keep me a size 12 and that or keep me a size 16 and that, I'm definitely getting that. 10% will actually come and buy it. But I'm quite happier doing it that way than selling loads on a swipe up Whereas if you, Yeah, if, if you know, they had the functionality to swipe up and buy yeah, instantly from Instagram, yeah. you might get 60% of the people who say yes, they're going to buy, buy. Yes, but would then 30% of them or 60% of them return it? Well, there are really high return rates. There are really that, high return rates. And we're, we're a boutique. Like we don't sell, we don't carry a huge amount of anything. We carry a huge amount of stock, but not of the same thing, yeah. you know. So it's different if you're getting, if you're, I don't know, ASOS or whatever, and you're getting a large number of returns, it's okay. You, you can sell it again or mm-hmm. you have, you know, you haven't missed out a sale. Whereas in a boutique level, I'll have missed out a sale in store. I get you. So if somebody buys four dresses in a size 12 and then returns three of them in the meantime, four people have come in looking for that dress. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I say, no, sorry, all my 12s are gone. So, you know, that's the other thing is like I see a lot of influencers or whatever saying, oh, putting up a picture of themselves in a dress and then 10 minutes later, a picture of the shop saying sold out. I always think that lies. That that always annoys me so much. It drives me mad because the other thing, again, like, again, it's not, it can, I don't know, maybe it's sold out, fine. But the thing to remember is we might have five of that dress. Yeah, yeah. We don't so. have 10 in every size. We have one in every size. We might have two in every size. Occasionally, if we think it's going to be a huge seller, we might buy three in a size. I mean, you know, but not even 10 in a size. Like when you're talking about something like H&M or the BMO yeah. that is ASOS, you're talking about a thousand in a Thousands size. Thousands in size, yeah. Like yeah. they're ordering yeah. these massive quantities yeah. of clothing. huge quantities. And I do think you're right in that the more convenient we make shopping, uh-huh. the more people will shop. Yes. And, and, and like there is a positive aspect to making shopping more accessible for people who have busy lives yes. or who don't want to yes. spend their weekends shopping. Yeah. I remember reading something a couple of years ago about how the most popular thing to do for families on a Sunday is to go to a shopping centre, which I found very depressing. Wow. That is. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of grim. Yeah. Like, so, you know, even though you're making it more convenient, I don't know, like, do I think it's any better if you're sitting at home buying those things online than going to, the, I mean, I don't want you to go to the shopping centre anyway. Well, or the pub, which like, <laughs> where do I want you to go with your kids? Well, Walking around Kent a lot somewhere nice. <laughs> but I remember reading, there's a book called, I think it's Luxury by Dana Thomas, or it might have been another one. I, I, I read a couple of kind of books on fast fashion and ethical mm-hmm. fashion. And I mean, mm-hmm. that's not to say that all of them have taught me really important lessons, because right now I'm wearing jeans by Marks and Spencer and mm-hmm. jumper from H&M. So yeah. I'm not perfect by any means. Did you I not do, dress up in your Vanity Fair clothes for me, no? Well, I would have, I, I would have if we were going like 
<laughs> I did. I did when I came down. Um, you did. You Nessa, did. Nessa did an event a couple of weeks ago called No Filter that was kind of, well, designed to be the kind of anti-bloggers day out, wasn't yeah, it? And, yeah. In a way. And I did in dress up in Vanity Fair for you that. You did. I was the best well done. girl. Well done. Um, best girl. But in this book, I remember reading that uh, in the 50s, I think it was, people spent something, I think the figure was 11%. I'll try and find the exact figure and put it in the show notes, but 11% of their income went on clothing mm-hmm. and they owned an average of... 20 items, mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Whereas now we spend something like 5% of our income on clothing mm-hmm. and we own an average of mm-hmm. 70 items yeah, per yeah, person. Yeah. Which is... Ridiculous. R- yeah, really it ridiculous. But like... also totally understandable because cause as things have gotten cheaper and cheaper yes. we've had this race to the bottom. Yes. And people are getting much more... And clothing, I, I suppose, like sociable, but also we're sharing pictures of ourselves in social media, and there's this oh, kind don't, of pressure. Don't start with that. I can't be seen twice in the one well, thing. Well, I mean, there is this kind of, and, and when I was younger, I kind of would have thought that too. That I would have gone, oh, I can't wear that because I wore it last weekend. That picture's on Facebook. Do you know really? what I mean? So, yeah. Now, like when I was younger, I'm talking when I was 19. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I was a child, ostensibly, mm-hmm. and I definitely don't think that anymore. But I think there are a lot of people in their 20s and 30s and 40s who do think like that. And you yeah. have a kind of a weird shame. Like, you know those articles you see though. where it's like Kate Middleton's recycling her dress. And I know. Like, and she's not recycling such, it. Yeah, she's, she's just, just wearing, wearing it again. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And they make a big deal and applaud her. Like it's just, I don't know. You see, to me, I suppose, I didn't fully get when I started on social media, which was only, I mean, we had the Facebook page and whatever, you know, and we put up pictures that suppliers gave us. But I didn't really start properly on social media. I just, I know, nearly three years ago, over two years ago. And... It was absolutely, like, I was like, oh, my God, this is what's wrong with my business. Like, I didn't understand it fully that mm. there was this whole thing of, you know, you buy something, you wear it once and then you buy another thing. And the, the amount of stuff that people were showing you in these shopping halls and stuff mm-hmm. and th- and finding things that they bought last month and still had the tag on and, yeah, oh, I'll yeah. sell it on my Depop. And I was like, yeah. what? What? And then I realised, well, this is what the general public are being fed. Like, this is what they're seeing. This is what they think is normal. And it mm. isn't normal. Well, yeah. it's not my normal. I don't know. My mother just, and my sisters are, people I surround myself would just never behave like that. So it was, it was really eye-opening to me. Um, and I kind of tried to use my social media then to kind of say, this isn't, you don't have to do this. You know, you yeah. don't have to buy a new top every time, time you leave the house. You can wear the same thing. Twice or five times or or 30 times, times, you know, I know it's weird. Like, I mean, I wish my I'd say my accountant wishes I was much more money driven than I am, but I'm not. And selling a whole load of things online just has no appeal to me. I love seeing I love meeting people. I'm in retail for its social aspect. Now, look, anyone who works in retail or with the public will tell you half the time they drive you mad. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing like seeing someone coming in and saying, you know, I really hate shopping. I hate, I haven't worn a dress. I don't want to do this. I'm really nervous. I don't, you know, and seeing them literally fall in love with themselves in the fitting yeah. room mirror. Like it's, it's, you don't get that. I worked in retail for a couple of years and not in the, in the boutique sense. Uh-huh. I worked in Zara for a while. I worked <gasps> in Urban Outfitters for a yeah. while. I worked in Brian Thomas for a while. And now that I work for an online retailer, uh-huh. there's such a stark difference in the experience of working there because... When I worked in retail, I really felt like I could have worked in a cafe. I could have worked in yeah. maybe like a post office. Like it was much more, it's customer facing, it's customer service. Yes, yeah. And essentially what you're doing is you're connecting and communicating with people all day. Yeah. Whereas now what I'm doing, 
I'm not anywhere near the customer experience. I'm mm-hmm. communicating and connecting mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. a platform that yeah. then communicates and connects with a customer. Yeah. You're always a couple of degrees removed. And it is very, very different. Like I loved working in retail, in shops, yeah. because I loved getting to know people who would come in over and over again. Yes. Even even yeah. like when I worked in my local spa, it was just a really nice atmosphere because mm-hmm. you knew mm-hmm. people, you knew when they were mm-hmm. coming in, you mm-hmm. kept them their paper, whatever and it, it helps was. As well because like when I go buying, I buy a huge amount of stock every year. When I go buying, I kind of know who I'm buying it for. Yeah. I wouldn't know that if I was... Well, I suppose you would know, but in a different way. In a different so, way. And so, you know, you would be going, oh, great, I'm going to sell 100 of these yeah. to these nameless, faceless yeah. people who buy yeah. all my stock. And, yeah. I, and I mean, you, you know, nowadays it's easier to have a, an idea of who's buying your stock because you might see them tagging you on Instagram. You might see mm-hmm, them... Mm-hmm engaging with you but yeah I mean it's not the same it's and you not don't the same. it's not the same you don't get to I think appreciate people's concerns so you might go I really don't know why I sold so many of that dress it did really <laughs> really well whereas you actually know I know I sold that because it's got slightly bigger armholes yeah and when you're at size 16 one of the biggest things is like buying strapless or like sleeveless dresses that have mm-hmm. teeny tiny armholes, armholes yeah, yeah that yeah. are designed for a size 8 person and the rest of it's for size 16 <laughs> yeah. and, it's and it hasn't been like great inexplicably yeah I know so what's your own personal attitude to shopping and fashion like how do you shop do you shop online and how do you how often do you buy new things and what do you do with like how do you recycle your old things what's your kind of circular well since I since I bought Vanity Fair and now own clothes shop I don't really have to do much shopping anymore so because I bought as as I say I bought all the clothes in Vanity Fair they're all mine anyway so but at the beginning of each season I would just take maybe like, and I mean, I own the shop, so I'm not, you know, having to hand over actual hard earned cash for this. So it's easier for me to do. But I'm sure your accountant, if if he or she is listening to this, is like, no, but you're taking it from yourself. You know what I, I mean? Yeah. Like, these yeah. things aren't free. In yeah, I know. <laughs> you're depriving yourself yeah. of the sale of this. Method. But I do. I take maybe six, seven, up to ten outfits or dresses or whatever that I will wear for the next six months Mm -hmm. and I will wear them and wear them and wear them and wear them and wear them. And that's really what my girls in the shop do as well. They don't do an awful lot of clothes shopping themselves either. We we wear what we get at the Mm. beginning of the season and we'll wear it to death, like literally. Um, And I believe that that's what people are supposed to do. I don't, I don't need a new top every week. I don't want a new top every week, you know. But I do like to look nice and I kind of have to look nice and work anyway. Yeah. Um, so I do want to wear nice things and have nice things, but wear them. And and I mean, also, like there is, let's not forget, you own a boutique, you work in that boutique, yeah. you have customers in that boutique. Yeah. You don't want to be wearing an outfit from Next. No. You know, and somebody go, where's <laughs> yeah. that lovely dress from? You're like, yeah. oh, God, I'm Next. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can get one yourself. Yeah. Like. The only reason that, to be honest, I would take even less, but the what happens then when, when something sells out and I've taken it and then it's gone if I wear it and then customers will say oh where's your dress I love your dress so you kind of have to kind of <laughs> wear stuff that's on the shop floor as well I get you, you yeah know? and so do so, you try to, to think strategically in a way and go I'm going to wear this thing that maybe wouldn't necessarily jump off the shelves of people but that is gorgeous on do you know what I mean yeah I think I do kind of look at certain things that yeah yeah I think definitely that would um I've wondered sometimes as well, should I buy things that aren't, should I wear things that aren't selling very well? But I haven't gone down that road yet. But yeah, that is something that, like, possibly that is the way I should look at it, you know. But, but like anything, I think the the more you try to be strategic with yeah, these yeah. displays of authenticity, yeah. the more... 
and uh, I, a parent it is that you're not being authentic anymore. Exactly. And I'm not very good at, at playing games. With yeah, people. I think I we'd probably myself, be, you know? be quite similar yeah, in that. Yeah, like, yeah. I have the kind of odd moments where I go, oh, I should, I should try to put more of these photos on Instagram because they do better. Or I should try to talk about this or not talk about this. And mm-hmm. then the next day I've forgotten. Yeah. Do you know I mean? I'm like, oh, yeah. that's just. Oh, I can't be bothered. Yeah, yeah I just can't I be bothered kind yeah. of playing that game. Yeah. I would be like that too. And do people ask you a lot about selling online, like from your social media? Because I mean, I guess the the confusion or the the other st- thing is sticking point for me is that you're you're so into and involved in social media, mm-hmm. which would imply mm-hmm. you should therefore have an online job. That makes sense that you're funneling people through, but yeah. you're really trying to take your I'm conversions really trying, offline, exactly, which I'm is really, really difficult and it's really hard to track as it well. Is, it's, it is, yeah, it is. But I am really trying to get people into the shop. Or at least speak to me over the phone and make sure that you're... But you see, I also believe that online and the whole thing, like if you look at the banks or if you look at so many different industries, the supermarkets, I believe that it online as a thing in all types of selling is leading to loss of jobs mm. and predominantly female jobs. It is affecting yeah. female jobs mainly, you know. So all those self-scan things in supermarkets, I, I do my best not to use them. I rarely use them. I would prefer to go to the woman. And if it means I have to wait for three people in front of me, that's OK. Like it's mm. what, five minutes. Like, you know, I would prefer her to keep her job. Like, yeah. because where are these women going to work? Not everyone can have a high flying, you know, CEO career that needed five degrees behind the, you know some people need to work and just need, yeah, to, need to work part-time the bank, work, need to work yeah, in the shop. absolutely I mean I think there's an interesting conversation to be had about what will happen in 50 or 60 years when things are much more AI driven so mm-hmm. when we need fewer people even to do like accounting and analysis and yeah, all these yeah. different jobs I wonder if like economically you would think ideally that actually fewer people would have to work but they would still have an income mm-hmm. maybe from the maybe from the government maybe Fewer people have to work and taxes get higher and then the government pays more in social welfare. But I don't know. That's very socialist. And that's kind of my ideal scenario where I'm like, well, the robots are going to take over and that's just going to give us more time off. But, but they're, at the they're same not going to do that because yeah. people need to people need money to to be able to survive. So they have to kind of work on some level at some point. You know, yeah. governments aren't going to. I, d- I don't know why people haven't or who is in charge of us and why they haven't thought about this because. To me, it doesn't make sense. To me, all I see in like you go to the airport, you have to check in your own bag. Now, there's like two Mm. people there now standing there rather than 30 women sitting behind a desk. Yeah, there's now two. Yeah. And I mean, I guess when we get rid of everybody in the bank, it's not that all the money the bank is making is going to be then divvied out among us. No, it's just going to be shared equally among the rest of us. And like, I don't know where I don't know how I don't see how the future is going to work. Really, I really don't like. Well, with any luck, we'll have a catastrophic climate event in the meantime, and then we don't have to worry about it. That's probably imminent, anyways. So, so what do you? um, So, do you not bank online? Do you not shop online? I do bank online. Yes, I don't shop online. I do bank online. Yeah, we still have our what are they called now? Relationship people in the bank who I would go to for loans relationship manager yeah relationship manager and she's lovely and we go we meet her twice a year for our stocking loan and that but yeah no I suppose we'll be very banking but again that's not by by if it wasn't available to me I'd be quite happy to go up to the bank yeah yeah you know but banks in Ireland I think are funny as well because they keep such shit hours like I remember a friend of mine saying (laughs) a friend of mine works in Facebook and obviously they have a huge number of French and German and Iranian staff and she said that one of the one of the big things that new starters often ask Mm -hmm. about is like how am I supposed to go to the bank 
because they're like it's closed at lunch it's closed yeah. after work yeah. or you know maybe it's open at lunch but it's you know only opens at 10 closes at 4 and they're like when am I supposed to go back she's like you go on your break like you, have to <laughs> yeah, run you run at lunch, lunch time yeah. and the nearest one is a 20 minute walk away and you go and then yeah. you know and, yeah. and they're not open at weekends yeah um, no I mean definitely you know the whole online thing has made life much more convenient and simple and easier and you can do things now you know someone said to me the other day when I put up a thing about online selling she said I would love to be able to buy your clothes I'm sitting in the airport waiting to board a plane because that's literally what my life is like I'm constantly in airports you know traveling Mm. for work I just can't phone you to order and I get that but until the day I actually like really 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 am on my knees I'm not going to sell online and do you think that day will be literally we're not making enough money to cover our rent, you uh-huh. know, because because uh-huh. obviously you could do it now in the sense you could go, we could double our, our yeah. profits by going online. Yeah. And that's a very like that's a keen driver for a lot of people. Yeah. That would be the motivation. But for you, is it really going, I'm not doing it until I have no other choice? I'm not doing it until I have no other choice because there's 11 of us in Vanity Fair and they're all part time. I'm kind of seven days a week, but all the rest are part time. But I know that if we were to sell online, we would have less people coming through our doors. I know we would. Yeah. But I mean, you would also probably have two or three of those women hating their jobs, working uh, this, in the back office this, and packing boxes. Absolutely. This is the other mm. thing. Like my girls come to work. They absolutely love they they really do love coming into work. And I know that if, if I was to say to two of them, listen, your your job is changing, you're no longer working on the floor. Will you go into that stock room there and pack up all those orders? Here's a printout. Like, what can, I don't know. It's just not, it's just not, not the same well, thing. It's not, not what you sign up for. No, it's not. It? Yeah, no, it's not. And I just don't, no, I'm just not doing it. Not doing it. I'm just stubborn. I'm not doing it. <laughs> and just to go back to slightly, you were saying that you will buy kind of six or seven up to ten items per yeah. season. Season is kind of twice a year. Yeah. And then what do you do with your old clothes? I give it to charity mainly or I started this thing on Snapchat two years ago where I give it for the 12 days of Christmas. I give away one of my favourite outfits to, to followers. So I did that on Instagram this year. It was hilarious. But anyway, it was much easier to manage on Snapchat because there was a lot fewer people on Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. So it was a bit crazy on Instagram last Christmas. But but yeah, I give like I have two sisters. I have a mother, mm-hmm. you know, so they're constantly taking things from me and I have friends who are like can I have that but you're you know so it doesn't it doesn't get thrown in a bin or anything yeah yeah it's funny I mean I think kind of 10 years ago I so I used to work at the Irish Times I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday I used to work at the Irish Times and I used to write fashion Mm -hmm. and when I wrote fashion I used to get a lot of like anytime I did anything kind of public facing if I was on tv or if I did photographs I would get I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I, don't, I mean, like I say a lot, it felt like a lot. I would probably get a lot of positive comments and then I would get the odd one saying, I can't believe you write about fashion state of you. Mm-hmm, you know, this kind mm-hmm, of thing mm-hmm. that I really object to from a, a kind of, I think it's very gendered and it's it's very, um, there's a really misogynistic undertone mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. the criticism of women in fashion for not mm-hmm. looking a certain way that men in sports don't get, for Absolutely. example. So you'd have like a very overweight, sedentary man working on the sports desk and nobody saying to him, what do you yes. know about football? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I used to feel a lot of pressure to keep my wardrobe updated and to try to mm-hmm. channel quote unquote trends, mm-hmm. none of which I do anymore mm-hmm. because I don't do that anymore. And I also just grew really tired of it. And then I kind of downsize my wardrobe. So I consign a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I resell a lot of clothes, but I've also lately started, which is kind of the bane of my life, but I've started hand washing mm-hmm. an awful lot of my stuff. All right. Because I kind of hadn't realized how much the washing machine destroys things. Absolutely wrecks them. Yeah. So like, especially if I buy something cheap and by cheap I mean if I buy something from H&M or from mm-hmm. pennies which I kind of still do occasionally because I love it mm-hmm. and I'll go you know what that's like it kind of I have the thing in the back of my head my sister's a fashion designer and I remember when she was first no starting way, out is she? Mm-hmm. oh my god when she was first starting out my mom used to pick up things in pennies and go how's Beatrice ever going to make a living when this is 11 euro yes so I have that in the back of my head all the time and I'm yeah. like who made this and how much are they getting paid have you ever watched the true cost Yes, of course I have. It's just... It just ruins... Just, it ru- just, fast fashion be ruined for you. I could never set foot inside a door of a fast fashion retailer and spend money in there after watching that. I could. I just couldn't do it. You know what? I'm I'm, I'm very torn about this because on, on the one hand, I'm like, yes, in, in an ideal scenario, we would all be paying much more for our clothing, valuing them much, much more. And the people at the bottom of that food chain would be getting paid a lot more. Yeah. I think there are a lot of arguments to be made. Like when you see interviews with the CEOs of H&M and they talk about how they're really trying to hit this objective by 2040 or whatever. And you're like, mm-hmm. well, your profits were X mm-hmm. amount last year. So you could hit that goal today no. if you just yeah. lowered the, the the amount that you're paying your board. Yeah. So there are all these things where you're like, somebody's getting really, really rich off mm-hmm. this person getting mm-hmm. even poorer. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do think it's good that fashion in the sense that the super rich have access to trends and to fashion and to self-expression via clothing I think there is an argument to be made for the democratization of those trends and yes. allowing people on much lower incomes yeah. to have somewhere yeah, to yeah. shop yeah I, I think that's that. important Absolutely. because we do live, we do live in a society whether we like it or not where people like to have new things mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. are like like to feel like they're fashionable so I do think it's good that they allow that and I also think there's an argument to be made that if you shut down pennies tomorrow a lot of people might starve do you know what I mean? That a lot of people are working in factories that are dependent on. So I would never kind of say, let's advocate a boycott. But I do think it's important to talk about the issues and to try there's to just too many campaign them, for I improvements. Think, really, I think yeah. that's the problem. There's too many. Oh, there's too them. many fast fashion Too many retailers. fast fashion yeah, retailers. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's 100%. like a race to the bottom. They're all competing yeah. with each other. And it's it's just like, how cheap can we get this thing out? Yeah, yeah. And it's just, there's too many of them. You know? Yeah, and then they're moving. Like, you hear these stories about moving their factories from Bangladesh because Bangladesh has suddenly got unions. Mm, yeah. or something horrific. Yeah. And then they're moving their, their factories to Pakistan. Or, yeah. And it's just awful. Instead of kind of going, it's we are awful, going to allow our staff awful. to unionise. Yeah. They're going, well, where can we get this cheaper? But yeah, no, it's um, terrible. But, and people have become obsessed with, and I know that money is tight and we've just been through a shit, time and an awful recession blah 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 and all that I get that I'm not rich like you know mm. I, I own a boutique but I you'd live be in richer it. if you went online <laughs> I would <laughs> but you know like it's not um I'm not making big money I would much 
I would be much better off if I had a job. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Much better off. So I get that money is tight for people. I understand that. But at the same time, people seem to be overly obsessed with getting things for things, as cheap yeah. as they possibly can. But also getting things full stop. And get, yeah. Like and accumulating yeah, things. Yeah, accumulating as much stuff yeah. as they can and getting it for as cheap as they can and getting discount codes and, mm. oh my God, like just stop, you know, stop. Just have less and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know, I sound very preachy now. No, but I mean, I, I think there is something to be said for we have lost the idea of valuing our things. Yeah, we have, like, definitely. Obviously, the easier you get something, the easier it is to drop it and not, not exactly. care. So yeah. like when somebody drops their phone and smashes the screen, we're all raging. So you're like, that costs yeah. 800. Like that's really expensive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even if, you know, you think it costs you 200 euro, it costs you 800 euro in the long run because your bill is yeah, 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 like 365 yeah. months long, you know, <laughs> yeah. your contract. But what I was going to say about hand washing is that now the odd time that I'll buy like a knit or something from it's it's mostly kind of knitwear that I'd buy from Pennies or H&M because I like their like oversized jumpers and they're mm-hmm. handy and they're easy. I don't need to try them. I hate trying things on in shops except for yours. Thank you. Because everyone's nice. <laughs> well, no, also I find like the mirrors in Zara are very unforgiving. And then also changing rooms these days, changing rooms these days are oppressively small. And but they're, trying, so hot. they're actually trying to get you out of the shops. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I've spoken, yeah, yeah. I've spoken as to people who as work possible. in, in yeah. Zara and places and they've, you know, interacted with me on social media. They're like nearly instructed to tell the customer to go online. They, yeah. they actually don't want you in their shops. They want you just to buy the stuff online. So they make yeah. it, I think, as uncomfortable for you to be in their store as they can. It's just so hot. <laughs> but um, I will hand wash all my cheap knitwear now. And yeah. like it is a pain in the arse. I hate hand washing. I it takes yeah, it takes I so long. I it hate does, drying yeah. things, but it does. Like I find that it oh, makes it things last a lot longer. Definitely, and I also absolutely. try not to wash things yes, when I can avoid that's it. The other thing, you like, don't have to wash things every time you wear it. Yeah, like you do you get the paranoia sometimes where you're like, oh, so my bit smell. You know, if you're sweaty or if it's yeah. a really, like a really hot day, you're just like, oh, is that a bit. Gym gear probably needs to be gym gear needs to be washed. Time. Yeah, 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 for but sure. I mean, and like skinny don't. jeans. Well, skinny jeans not every time, but like. No, no, no. But I'd say like three or four wears. Yeah. Depends on how tight they are though as well. <laughs> it can kind of get a bit I don't own a pair of skinny jeans. So I don't know. Tell me about the no filter event and why you decided to do that. Oh God. Um, why did I decide to do that? Have you been asking yourself that question ever since? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, again, I think a lot of boutiques have fashion shows. It will be a normal thing. We've never had one. And we had a tiny, again, when I started on social media a couple of years ago, people on Snapchat were saying, have fashion shows, have a fashion show, have a fashion show. I was like, hmm. So I did a little one in the shop and just kind of invited local businesses in after work and whatever, blah, 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 about two years ago. And it was grand. It was great. But I kind of wanted to do a proper one. But yet I didn't want it to be just a fashion show. Mm. And yet I didn't want it to be like the the workshops and the blogger day out thing either. So I wanted to do something that was kind of a little bit different. So I didn't do the goodie bag and I didn't do all the usual trimmings that come along with the bloggers days out. Um, But yet it was more than just a fashion show of this is what we have this season and here are models walking up and down a ramp and you can look at it. Mm. Um, But it was a great day. I had a great time. I know. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I did. I I, I I was talking to somebody afterwards about it who was kind of going... And like what happened, I think it was my mom maybe, it was like what happened for the whole day, you know, like sometimes yeah. you, you can't visualise how somebody would fit a four hour, yeah, you know, how yeah. you fill your four hours. And I was telling her about um, 
like two of the things I really liked were there were two fashion segments, one of which was where you showed the same outfit mm-hmm. on, I think, four or five different mm-hmm. women of four mm-hmm. or five different heights and body shapes mm-hmm. and boob sizes mm-hmm. and bum sizes. And mm-hmm. that was really interesting to me because I think a lot of the messages that we receive regarding fashion and clothing and what's appropriate for our shapes and sizes is very kind of oppressive where it's like very you can oppressive. wear this because you have boobs and you can't. I hate that. I hate, you might know by, by now at this stage that I don't really like rules. I don't like anyone no. telling me what I can and can't do. Um, and I don't tell anybody else what they can and can't do, you know. So I hate the general rules around body types. There are five body types. Like, are you actually having a laugh? There are five body types? Like, please, you know. Yeah. There are millions of no two people have the same body. Yeah. There are millions and millions and millions of body types. Well, you know? I'd say two of the Kardashians probably have the same body now. Maybe. <laughs> but, but you by, know what I mean? By, so, I mean, why, why people by think, oh, I have big boobs, so I have to wear a V-neck. You don't actually. Mm. You don't have to wear a V-neck. Or I have to wear a wrapped, wrapped dress with the low cut. They really suit me. Okay, they suit you. But you don't have to wear them for the rest of your life. Mm. You can also wear a loose, oversized top. But the whole, if you want I, to. I think the whole concept that, of yeah, that it goes up high, you know, it's yeah, not, that whole idea of this does or doesn't suit me is 100 percent couched in fat phobia, where it's mm-hmm. the whole idea that this suits you because it, it, because it makes, it you, makes you look slimmer. Thinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is like, yeah. oh, my God. And like, that's something that, that I find is really um, like, like really problematic, but also just really limiting really limiting where really limiting because 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 I'm a fan of a muumuu like I'm a fan of a big flowing mm-hmm. smock dress mm-hmm. and jumper yeah and I wear them a lot and then sometimes my friends if I wear something tight will go oh my <gasps> oh, god you, you look, look so, so slim. slim you look great yeah, like, that was that much better yeah well. yeah and I'm like I actually don't care like yeah. my aim in the morning isn't Not and I mean it's funny because it probably was at one stage and I remember saying to my dad one day when I lived at home, I got dressed, I don't know what I was wearing, I got dressed in something and I said, is this nice on me? And my dad said, yeah, it's lovely. And I said, but does it make me look thin? And he said, Rosemary, it makes you look exactly like you look. <laughs> and yeah. at the time I was really offended that I was like, what a bass, that's such a rude thing to say, he's calling me fat because like I was and I'm a, I'm a bit chubby. But then I was like, actually, he's totally right. Like, yeah, clo- clothing yeah. is not like Harry Potter's invisible cape. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have the ability yeah, really yeah. to and change I mean, I, your I, body entirely. I, I talk about this a lot on social media as well. And people will say to me, yeah, Nessa, that's all very well for you to say. But at the end of the day, I feel better. You know, so, so I would mm-hmm. say it doesn't matter how something makes you look. It's how it makes you feel. You yeah. know, do you love it? Do you love the fabric? Do you love the colour? Do you love, you know, have you always wanted to wear something like that? And have you tried it on now? And do you love yourself in it? Well, wear it. And they're like, yeah, that's all very well to say, but I feel better when I look slimmer. When I look slimmer, yeah. And I mean, like, I think that's quite a brave thing to admit. Mm -hmm. And it's something that as well, like the majority of women, I'd say, would probably agree with that statement. Mm -hmm. But I think the important thing is to know where that comes from. Mm -hmm. So to go, it's not that like automatically, (laughs) inherently. Life is going to be better. You're not going to have a better day just because you look slimmer. We're not born instinctually going... Things are better when you look slimmer. Like yeah, that's no, drilled into us by culture and society. Us, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So I think it's really important to be aware of that. And I've seen a lot of, um, you know, influencers will do these like, here's a picture I didn't want to share on Instagram mm-hmm. versus the perfect picture. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of had conversations with people where I'm like, yeah, like, fi- like fine, but actually it would be more beneficial to put up the quote unquote imperfect picture and say nothing. And just say nothing. And just yeah. be like, here I am in my bikini, here I am in my here dress, whatever it yeah. is, rather than going, I didn't want to put this up because I'd stretch marks because I'd this and I'd really that. But I feel it's really important to, like, yeah, yeah and, and, I know, it's kind of and making the, me and, and they'll often be like, 
I'm showing you the real me. Mm-hmm. But I always feel like, why the fuck weren't you showing us the real you all along? <laughs> all along. Because yes. you've been creating this problem. Like when they're like Instagram versus reality. I know, I know, I know. And like, yeah. But also Instagram is reality now. But but the second segment that I really liked as well was the segment that one of your girls whose name I've forgotten, is it Ruth? Did on going away for a weekend to your capsule wardrobe. Amy, yeah, Amy. yeah, yeah. So your capsule wardrobe where she picked kind of seven items for a weekend and then yeah. I think it was ten items for a week. Mm-hmm. And it was very usable. yes stuff yeah you know what I mean which was quite nice and kind of reminded me of do you remember when women's magazines which I still love despite myself some of them (laughs) remember when women's magazines used to do stuff like that where it would be you know here's how to go on a weekend away with five items whereas now it's so much more well it's it's so much more competitive it's so much more advertiser driven Mm -hmm. that it's more like here are all the 50 things you need for your holiday. You need, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's really changed. Whereas but it reminded me of that kind of useful, yeah. like, cut out and keep. Here's how to, yeah. make, here's how to make your capsule wardrobe. Because things as well, I think, when people buy a, a thing for a certain where you know for be it an occasion or be it to just be a pair of jeans to slob around the house in or be a pair of jeans to go out in that they're different person and they don't have to be you know yeah, you yeah, can yeah. buy a dress for an occasion and you can wear it then again yeah l- in lots of different ways you know yeah. so it was kind of trying to show that just because you're buying these white jeans you can wear them with it this you can wear them with it that you can wear them you know you can wear them with he- like shoes and accessories really transform anything mm. any item of clothing into a different look so yeah that was what we were trying to do there well it's kind of the anti this is for good wear idea yes you know oh, like, this is for everyday wear. wear thing yeah my you mother never funny. had anything for good wear she um, wore everything my i'm I don't think my mom, I don't think my mom had anything for good wear. Uh, and we never had Just that. more she, that she was very casual all the yeah, time. So I don't yeah. think. My mother was a teacher, I suppose, so she kind of dressed up a little bit, I suppose. For work, yeah, yeah. Um, so she always wore all her clothes. Whereas my mom ran a play school. So I think she was a bit more casual. Right. Like knowing she was going to come home covered yeah, in, covered like, in Play-Doh and Play-Doh chalk and, and whatever. And maybe bomb. vomit as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking about that in terms of kind of good wear with myself because I know when I came into Vanity Fair the first time I was just starting a new job and I'd been told that it was kind of I think like business casual or maybe mm-hmm. like semi-formal and mm-hmm. I was like oh my god I've nothing all I have is jeans or runners which mm-hmm. is true and I picked up a lot of things and then I got in and I realised actually it is really casual mm-hmm. well I got in and I kind of went hang on some people are very dressed up but that man over there is wearing a t-shirt and jeans mm-hmm. and that man you know what I mean and, and, yeah. and, and actually like it did seem to be there was a kind of a gender divide where a lot of the women would dress up and a lot of the men were very casual and then I went fuck it I'm just going to wear my, <laughs> just wear my jeans, jeans and runners and it was funny that after a couple of weeks I kind of went oh my god I can't go back to wearing my nice dress because I'm now it'll look weird like people will notice people and go well, you're all dressed dressing up. up yeah and then I just went fuck it mm-hmm. and so now I have days where I'm tired I mean mm-hmm. like m- like maybe I'm doing myself a disservice in a way that I'm sure my boss is like, oh, Rosemary's having a lazy day. When I show up, you know what I mean? In like an oversized jumper and jeans and runners. And then other days I'll be wearing a dress and a pair of boots. And he's like, she's going to kill it today. Yeah, or like or like one of the guys in work last last week, I think I was fixing my lipstick or something and he went, oh, you have a date? And it was literally 2 p.m., oh right? And I was like, what do you mean I have a date? It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, I'm just fixing my lipstick. Whereas I think because... Five days out of seven, I don't wear lipstick. He was yeah. like, oh, this is oh, unusual. Something happened here today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it is interesting. Like, I think that freedom is hard to find. You know, the idea that you can wear whatever you feel like wearing. Yeah. A lot of people feel very limited by, oh, no, I wear This is what I wear to work. This is what I wear on Sundays. This is yeah, what I wear to my yeah, parents. Yeah. They pigeonhole. The same way people want you to pigeonhole body shapes and pigeonhole yeah. this color, me beautiful thing that you can't wear certain colors and like, oh, please stop. Um, they also pigeonhole clo- clothes that this is for wearing here and this is for wearing there. 
Yeah. No, it's not. It's just for wearing. Is, you want to wear it. Is there anything, I mean, so you've talked a lot on social media and, and you talked at that event about how you yourself really enjoy kind of experimenting with fashion and you wear anything clothes, yeah. and you love wearing oversized things yeah. and you'll wear more fitted things. Yeah. And I mean, it should probably be acknowledged as well that you come from a place of thin, pri- thin privilege yeah, yeah, yeah. where you're size 12, 14. So you're yeah. not kind of saying, yeah. oh, you should do like me because every, everything's <laughs> yeah. great. Like, you know, you're going like, I know yeah. it's technically easier for me because you fit into straight sizes mm, and mm, mm. but is there anything that you don't like wearing yourself like not necessarily that you think it doesn't suit you not necessarily that you think it's not your color but is there anything that you're just like oh I just don't like that style I Do you don't know what like I mean? wearing boring clothes like I don't like wear but I don't like I don't like wearing <laughs> I don't like wearing clothes that are just I love print I'm suddenly really conscious that I'm wearing like blue <laughs> jeans and an oversized grey jumper so like you wouldn't wear this you won't insult me. No, I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. I just okay. wouldn't be excited by it. Like, Well, I mean, I'm so, not excited by it. I'm just yeah, really but, comfy. But I like to be excited by my clothes. I really do. Like, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I just have a problem like that. I like to, I like to, like, no, I only wear jeans or a tracksuit and fleece when I'm out doing my hat work, dyeing my hats and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, because nice you do clothes. millinery as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. for a second I was like, hat work? I thought you meant like hard hat work. And I was like, oh, you're a builder on the side. <laughs> no, when I'm dying of cinema, I will wear um, boring clothes then. And when you come home from work, mm-hmm. I always find this kind of interesting, although maybe it's not. Do you stay in your clothes, like in the clothes that you've been wearing all day? Or do you get into like leggings and a t-shirt? Um, I get into jeans and a top. Okay. Like I'm wearing today. Oh, yeah. Well, this is very dressed up. <laughs> For me, I'm like, this is very dressed up. Or else, if I'm going out doing my hat work, my hard hat building side work, no, my uh, my millinery work, um, I'll just get into a tracksuit and a fleece, yeah. So I'm not nice. always, I'm, I'm kind of either one or the other. I'm dressed yeah, up yeah. or I'm like a slob, one or the other. But I mean, there isn't any particular item or style that you I don't, don't like. I don't really like plain coloured fitted dresses that's what I was thinking I mean yeah, you, like you wouldn't be a Victoria Beckham safe. Rolla Murray no like not, tailoring not for myself. you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah, yourself not yeah, for yeah. myself I well look, that's what we're talking I about I love to look on other people yeah. but no they just wouldn't they don't they don't speak you wouldn't be wearing like a chic blazer with a no. with a beige and no blue look no yeah <laughs> no beige no no beige <laughs> Nessa, thank you so much You're for so coming welcome. in to talk to me on How to Be Sound. I think there's a really Did I fascinating... Did How to Be Sound? No, there's absolutely nothing sound about me. No, well, I mean, I think any of these conversations that we have about ethical fashion and shopping and online shopping, there's a lot of food for thought. Mm-hmm. And on the one hand, I do kind of have this moment where I'm like, oh God, I feel really guilty about all that shit in my wardrobe. <laughs> I'm not going to show Nessa. But then I think it's a really important conversation to have and it's an important conversation to keep having yeah. going forward. And you know, I think the danger with thinking about ethical and sustainable shopping is that we feel as if we have to do all or nothing. Yes. And that's kind of why I try to let myself off the hook about the fact that I buy a pennies jumper, because my main rule now is I will buy something on the high street if I really love it and I feel like I will still be wearing it in a yeah. year. And, that's and then I will look after that's, it. That's perfect. Whereas what like, I used to do perfect. is, yeah, well, like, like what I used to do is to buy a top for Friday and go, I'll just wear this tonight. And it, like, it yeah. doesn't matter if I never wear that it again. That is not perfect. No. Whereas <laughs> that, that's really what I'm trying not that. to do. Yeah. But I do think that there's a kind of a consensus that we have to be perfect mm-hmm. and that people mm-hmm. feel like, well, there's no point in thinking about ethics or sustainability can, if I'm know, shopping in pennies. Yeah. But you can do both. You can, of course. Yeah. And it's kind of about these baby steps. So I do think there is a kind of a lesson on how to be sound for everyone in kind of opening up these discussions and having these chats. 
Where can people get in touch with you? They cannot shop on your website, but they can see it. At they can see. Yeah, we do have a website, VanityFair.ie. It just shows a tiny, tiny, tiny little. It's mainly only just to show the, the labels that we carry. And yeah. again, not even every label is up on the website. But anyway, but it, there'll be a small selection of the kind of looks that we do, say, and the brands that we carry. And then on Instagram at Vanity Fair Boutique, I will show. But again, I don't, I rarely use the grid. It's mainly stories. No, I know. Yeah. I've noticed because I tried to look back on the grid to see there was something there was a dress you showed in stories and I tried to look back in the grid to see if it was there and I was like why hasn't she got this dress I know up? yeah maybe I should start using the grid more I don't know I mean like uh, like not that you've asked for my advice but my advice okay well give my me your advice, advice Rosemary when you're doing your try-on sessions yeah. that you should even snap all the stuff you're trying on not, not not even on you but just on the thing and then put like like on the rack and then put up a gallery of here are the 10 items we got in today do you know what I mean just so people can refer back and go Oh, yeah, like, I like that. I don't like that. I like that. Whatever. Okay. I know you don't want people to tell you what, what they like and don't like. <laughs> no, I, again, I think I misunderstood about that. So Nessa, when, when she's been doing these try on things, like you, you've basically said, I don't want to know if you don't like this. Yeah. Which and, is and I don't mean that in a rude way. Like, no. But what I mean is, how am I supposed to answer that? Like, I get mm. comments where, you know, where people will say, that's lovely on her. I, I like that comment. That's dreadful on her. I like that comment. Uh, no, to get, get that off her. That's terrible. No, that makes her look too big. Yes, that's very slimming on her. And it's like a running commentary mm-hmm. of things. And I'm like, oh, what am I supposed to do with it? You know, like it doesn't. I'm doing this so that you will see if you would like that on you. Mm. I don't really need to know. And again, I don't mean to sound rude, but I don't no, really need I mean, to know how yeah, you I feel about it on her. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. That really doesn't matter because you mightn't like it on her, but somebody else will like it on her. And not everybody is going to like everything that everybody wears, mm-hmm. you know, and that isn't what's important anyway. It's yeah, that is only the function the, of it. Yeah, it's only about the person wearing the thing. So it doesn't matter if you don't like it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really yeah. yeah. No, matter. I mean, I, I totally and get I it. I don't know how to respond. I'm like, OK, thanks yeah. for that feedback. <laughs> Thanks for that, Susan. <laughs> I had an argument with somebody recently when I put up actually a, a jumpsuit that I had gotten Vanity mm-hmm. Fair. I know, and you went to somebody, town on her. Well, <laughs> somebody else said this to me, and I was like, I feel like I was very measured. But um, somebody commented and said, That's No, so I don't funny. like this. And mm. I basically said, I didn't well, ask you. Yeah, basically, I kind of said, Well, you wouldn't say that to your friend. And yeah. she said, Well, I mean, you're showing it to us. And I said, yeah, but like, I'm showing it to you in the same way that a colleague might walk into the room wearing something. Yeah. And you wouldn't then stand up and go, don't like that. Yeah. In the office. By the way, I don't like your outfit today. Yeah. yeah. And we had this kind of ridiculous back and forth. She was like, fine, I'll I'll, I'll I'll follow follow you. you. And I was like, that's not what I'm saying. And I was like, I'm I'm not annoyed because I don't really care what you think. I know. But I just think it's worth kind of pointing out. And then she was like, I think you're being very condescending. And I was like, well, I kind of am because I'm basically going, (laughs) you shouldn't do that anymore. Like I'm trying to but correct your behaviour for you. people have become much too opinionated, I think, and much too vocal about their opinions. Like it doesn't matter. You, you don't yeah. have to like it. You can just think it in your head and move on. You well, don't have to let the person know. Yeah, I think there's a really funny line. Like People think that because they're entitled to their opinion, yeah. they're entitled to share that opinion with you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that, those aren't the same I, things. Yeah, like you can have your, opinion. have your opinion. I can choose to not means, give a fuck about it. Like I have very strange opinions that I'm sure <laughs> most people would think are weird and don't agree with, but they're mine and I'm not going to change them. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not, I don't feel the need to constantly, you know, 
go around voicing them. Yeah, yeah. Because who cares what my opinions are? Yeah. Nobody. And like people will often complain about, oh, like such and such deletes any negative comments. And you're like, mm-hmm. because it's my Instagram. Yeah. Remember somebody said to me one day, like, you're, you're, you know, impinging on my freedom of speech. And I was like, no, babe, <laughs> you can go and you can be Absolutely. free to speak that yeah, on your own yeah, channel yeah. and on your own page. Yeah. I'm just or pick taking up the it off phone mine. and ring your friend and say, did you see the yeah. state of your woman today? People, honestly, what's you wrong know? with a good WhatsApp group? Because <laughs> I feel like yeah. a lot of these women, not women, but like a lot of these people online who spend time mm-hmm. criticizing other people, put it in WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just because they don't just have enough mates who like care about your bloggers. Sister and say, did you see the state of yeah. Rosie McCabe today? You know, just yeah. do that. Like no, Happy days. Or like, yeah. make if a whole group giving out about Rosie McCabe if you want. As long as I don't have to hear about it. Anyway, sorry, that was a, that was a very long outro. Okay, yes, yes. Nessa, yes, thank sorry. you so much You're for taking the time. Welcome. People can find you Vanity Fair Boutique on, <laughs> Instagram, Boutique on Instagram, Vanity Fair Boutique on Facebook, Vanity Fair, Vanity Fair, Vanity Fair, Vanity Fair, Vanity Fair Newbridge, just, I, think, I think, on Facebook. I think okay. It's just Vanity Fair Facebook. And they can call you if they see anything that they and like they and they wish to purchase. And they can speak to me. They don't have to swipe up and click. They can get to talk to me. They can get to talk to yeah. you. And so the moral of the story is support your local, yeah, support I do. your local local high street, basically. Yeah, if you I do can. think it's important. I think it's important for employment. I think it's important for just social contact yeah. and for just like people. I get messages. I've, you're never going to get rid of me, Rosemary. <laughs> this is the longest. <laughs> What's it called? An outro? No, but I do get messages like literally. And again, I don't share them. A lot of shops will share all the nice feedback that they get. I just, I just feel a bit odd about that. But okay. I do get messages literally every day. I could get five, six, ten, twelve, one, whatever messages saying I was in your shop today. I can't express to you how much you, you know, how much I was dreading it for a start. Yeah. And how much it has meant to me and what it has done for me and blah, blah, blah. And it, it just that is important. You know, yeah, yeah. the world is getting less and less social and little contacts like that between people are important. So, yeah. So get so, into your boutique and buy buy the clothes. <laughs> but not not too many clothes you don't need. Not too many clothes you don't need. Just enough. <laughs> Fine line. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. And thank you all so much for listening to How To Be Sound. You can get in touch with me at Rosemary McCabe with an A in my Mac on pretty much all social platforms. Thank you so much to my producer, Liam Garrity. His podcast, Meet Your Maker, you can find on meetyourmaker.ie or wherever you're listening to this podcast. His episodes are much shorter and more coherent than mine. And if you're into (laughs) listening to how people make the things that you love, you will like Meet Your Maker. Once again, you can support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Rosemary McCabe with an A on my Mac. And I'll see you soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.